Oh, glory to God. How's everybody tonight? Woo! I'm just going to tell you, come on in. The water is fine. It is so great to be ministering for two nights in a row in Abel Marley. Abel Marley. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. God is good. Have a couple of things to say very quickly. First of all, scar and milkshake, the ice cream tied. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, for those of you that aren't in the flow or in the know, just give me a second here. Because the law about the elephant was misplaced in the wrong state. As soon as I saw the elephant, it should have been down in Crimson Tide country. Nobody gets to plow corn with elephants in Alabama. So they can get the elephants and the blind drivers. Oh, they're not in the flow. This, we're imparting a higher wisdom. <laughs> well, glory to God. I always tell folks, they say, oh, Brother Tracy, I was with you in spirit. I say, great, what did I preach? I could have said I was with, I was with uh, you know, lunch plus in spirit, but you'd have said, and what were the memes? <clears throat> You'll get in a minute. Glory to God. Transitioning into really higher wisdom, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure because I saw the boxes, I didn't see them unboxed or on tables, but I'm sure they're back there, of different packages of a seed that we want to be the first one to do our part with our partners. That is, we're, we are reproducers of revelation knowledge. And Anybody here tonight that's stirred up to connect, as Brother Anthony talked about, um, there is a package back there for you that is a seed. Absolutely the first seed we want to sow in your life. Uh, not, I'm sure there's two books in each uh, package that talks about how to connect and how to go to the website and, hey, hey, how to go to the website and see uh, and get downloaded everything that's there. Freely we've received, freely we've given. Our assignment is to sow revelation around the world. He asked me a few years ago when we were looking at different things that happened with product and people drawing, and he said, would you rather, have, would you rather uh, have, have this as a sale or have it as a seed? And I mean, I just jumped. I said, oh, dear Lord, seed is infinite. I want to get this into the earth. That is our assignment. Glory be to God. Amen? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like this. Understand that to do it, it costs somebody something. Somebody talks about salvation being free, and they say it to me quite a bit. And I say, yeah, salvation's absolutely free, but it wasn't cheap. There is a price to be paid, and it has been paid, which is why now the grace of that paid price comes on us to have everything we need to go do this assignment. I've got three things to say to you concerning the offering. The first one tonight, by the Spirit of God, I feel very strongly to say, because he just added it now, just now, for me to say that. But, you know, you understand that my God shall supply all your need, but my need. Now, obviously, it's my need because the Apostle Paul said, my God. So he included himself in being supplied. 
He also indicated that his God would supply their need because of partnership. There was a release on the increase of what would come to them because of the anointing that it required Paul to be supplied to do the assignment would come on his partners to do their part to help him do that assignment. That they would, if he was called to do something larger than they were called to do, the moment they connected, they came up with that same anointing for a larger measure. This is what he's saying. He's saying, my God shall supply. So we understand our God supplies. But you have to understand this. Right above that, he said, listen, understand. I'm content in whatever state I'm in. And he didn't mean North Carolina or Alabama. I know how to be abased. See, that's a part a lot lot of Christians don't know how. See, being broke is a condition, temporary. Being poor is a state of mind, it's spiritual. Poverty is a demon. Broke is a temporary circumstance. And most people don't know how to be broke because they think broke is the same thing as poor. You need to realize if anybody, oh, I, I knew once I opened my mouth I'd get into this flow, but let me just, let me make this very quick here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, which is a passage that comes down into chapter 9 that was discussed, the Corinthians, the entire area of Philippi and all of Macedonia, and now he's talking to the church at Corinth, and he's talking about these people that I quoted Philippians to you, my God shall supply all you need. All right, Philippi, the church of Philippi, the Philippian church, was the capital city, the large city of all of Macedonia. And the scripture says there was a grace that came on not just that church, but every church in the whole region, and that grace broke the back of what the scripture calls deep poverty. Now go read it. When you read it, you'll see that it's right there, and it's right there in the text in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that they were supernaturally poverty-stricken. They had demonic help to be so broke. And, and, and when that demon was cast out of that fortune teller, it broke the demon that brought obscurity and poverty to the whole region of Macedonia. That was a territorial demon. That's why it got so stirred up and tried to put him in jail. But a shaking came. I said a shaking came. And I'm telling you right now, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. And here's the difference between the the people in deep poverty in Macedonia and the people in deep poverty in affluent America. Affluent America has an entitlement wants a government handout, wants everything paid for. Now I'm going to make a statement leading to a statement, all right? But this church heard Paul preach, and it says they were willing to give of themselves, of themselves, first of themselves. And then they were willing to give so abundantly and lavishly that it was beyond their ability to do it. In other words, they just started giving stuff that they needed for everyday life. And he said, whoa, 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 look. I, I know how to believe God. God's been good to me. You need it worse than I need it. The Apostle Paul, you need to keep this. Don't, don't give this offer. Keep it. 
And it says they begged him with much, they urged him, begged him with much pressure and entreaty. Because basically they said to the preacher, don't you believe what you preach? If you won't take our offering, God's going to hold you accountable for keeping us poor. Now take our offering so we can prosper. And when their offerings got in his hands, it broke that poverty demon. Because they got their money attached to the anointing that broke the territorial spirit. It'll, it'll make the poorest county in the state the richest county in the state if you get the right preacher in the room. Are you listening? I mean, this is huge. We're talking about an anointing here. This is critically important to understand that according to 2 Corinthians 9, 6, we need to understand now, according to 2 Corinthians 9, 6, well, let me, say, let me make one statement before I make this statement. I'll make three specific statements that we're going to jump into something else. First statement I, I want to make is that woman with two mites. Jesus watched them so. After he watched it, he made a, mar- a remark about it. So obviously, God has things to say about our giving. He watches how we give. He has thoughts about it. Try that over here. See, he has very significant thoughts about the offering tonight. And he said, this woman, and it, she did like the Macedonians did. Not only did she give two mites, but it wasn't the amount of the coin. He said everybody else cast into their abundance, but she gave of her own living, her life. So what she did was part of herself went in that container. She gave a seed that caused it to go through her. She had to make a, a purposeful decision to give that seed because she, she wasn't sure when the sun came up what was next. So the point is this. There is absolutely no such thing as too poor to give. Jesus did not say, now run over there. She can't afford to give now. Y'all, you rich folk, you run over there and pull her two mites out and give them back to her. No, in fact, she activated something that Jesus said, there'll never be a day in the rest of eternity that this gospel is preached anywhere in the world that she won't be talked about. And, of course, she's right up there with the breaking of the oil where it says this woman will be talked about forever. What do you think about this? Now, so there's no such thing as too poor to give. Huh? Because it is your gate out of where you are. Second thing I want to say to you, by the Spirit of God, that I think is so critically important, is 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says this, He that sows sparingly will reap sparingly, sows bountifully, which is so that blessings can come to someone. Eulogia, you said good word, which is really the roots of it, because you're sowing into revelation. You're sowing actually to get words to somebody. Which is why we sow the word. Because that's really what all sowing is about to attach life, to get words filled with life to somebody. But he said, if you sow so that blessings can get to somebody, he said, you'll reap bountifully. That means God's generously going to supply your need and with blessings. But here's the point I want to make, 
and I, and I pray you write it down, get it in your heart, never forget it. Your increase is not left up to God. The increase is not left up to God. It's left up to the sower. Your increase is not left up to God. It's left up to the sower. And the third thing that I want to say to you, by the Spirit of God, this came so strong in me. Uh, today, actually, while I was watching Lunch Plus, there's two things that came in me. One of them I'll refer to in the, in, as, we, as we segue here in a minute. But as I was watching that, this came in me so strong by the Spirit of God, I almost, but, you know, I don't have some kind of Google account where I could type in my response, right? But I almost wanted to say this. Understand, your sowings are tied to your purpose. God says that when you sow, you sow as you purpose in your heart. So there's two sides of purpose that manifest when you become a sower. First, to get your purpose accomplished, you've got to sow. Now, I'm saying that to say that like the Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul to the Philippian church, he said, my God shall supply all your need. He said, I know how. Now, this is, where, this is back to that thought. I know how to be abased. See, the Macedonians came out of being abased because they knew how to weather that temporary condition. They heard Paul. Paul taught them how to come out of that. So you may have a temporary lack, but it's temporary. You might be without what you need, but you're never without the seed that'll produce it. See, what you have in your hand is not a check. You have your future in your hand. So you have your purpose in your hand. You can't get into anything without sowing is the door of entrance, so you can't get into anything without getting a seed in there first. So to get a purpose done, you have to sow toward that purpose. If you... You know, if you feel like God's called you to write a book and you can't even figure out how to get started, well, then sow into the life of somebody that's got that anointing and is operating in that anointing fluently. And it'll activate something. What will it activate? Number one, your purpose. Are you hearing me? Number two, here's what it'll activate. This is so huge now. Purpose now. Purpose. Hallelujah. You obey God. Oh, yeah. I receive that. Now, Father... I know. Books. Let me have this now. Come out of him now. Now they'll come out and they'll go all over the world in many languages. And the word, because it'll be his word, you're going to get some keys tonight. There's a transference of some keys. And you will get some keys tonight and because your words will be his words, then your words will become flesh and dwell among the people of the nations of the earth. It will be reproduction and revelation. Receive the anointing on it. Now, here's the thing about this. Because we've entered a new phase of writing ourselves. And uh, it's not manifested yet, but it's about, to, it's about to come up a notch. It's one of the reasons i got to sow these other books in the earth. Fix me. What am I doing? Oh, came loose. Here, let me have it. You got it? Hey. That was sharp. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ouch, he stuck me. 
But here's the thing that I really want you to see. You know how that woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus' garment and said, Daughter of thy faith, activated something that was in him that was dormant till she touched it and it began to flow. The scripture says God ministers, administrates. Seed, now hear me, to who? If you stay in the natural realm, you'll think, well, God always giving you seed to sow. No, no, no. There are a lot of people that, that are looking at this. I'd sow more, I'd give more if I had it. He doesn't give to the people that wish they had more. Seed supernaturally comes to people when in their heart, before they have it, they purpose to sow it when it comes into their hand. Can you see that? It is the purposing of the heart to sow it that causes it to come. God administrates seed to sowers, not folks that say, I'd give more if I had it. If I had it, I'd give more. It's like one man said, he said, man, if I was as big and bad as you were, I'd go out there in them woods, kill me a big old bar. Another guy said to him, but there's little bears out there too. <laughs> you get the point? So, uh, like I did? No, I'm kidding. Thank God for the increase. There's increase in the room. Mighty increases in the room. We're going to talk about that. So, you know what? It just seems like it's a fitting time right now to talk about that one more statement that the Lord gave me today. Uh, you know, during this, you guys were talking about, at Lunch Plus, talking about using your faith, calling those things to be not as though they were, and, and it overcoming things that are attached to you that right now you don't feel free from, you don't think you're free from, you're still hounded by it. But faith, of course, has authority over that. And when you begin to call those things to be not as though they were, it begins to manifest, right? Because what have you done? Now, here's what you've done. The Lord said this to me because this is the way he said it to me. Because I think it was you that made the statement. It gets easier. Didn't he make that statement? One of both of you made that statement. You made that statement. Both of you did. You say it gets easier. When you said that, when the two of you said that, the Lord's, but then you kind of, you were looking for ways to say it. So, well, it's not easier, but there's a, and a, there's something that comes on you that helps you. Remember y'all having that discussion? The word of the Lord came to me. And he said, it doesn't get easier. You get stronger. That's what the Holy Ghost said to me. And he said, tell the people tonight that watch that or that are in there, even if they didn't watch it, go back and watch it, and you'll understand how to break free of anything. He said, he said it doesn't get easier. It's that you get stronger, so it seems easier. And he gave me the example of a weightlifter. They don't lessen the weight on the bar. There's things that when you first start lifting weights aren't easy. But the more you exert and operate in it, the strength comes, the weight doesn't change. But it gets easier. Not because the weight is lessened, but because you get stronger. The weight doesn't have to be lessened for you to overcome it. The attack doesn't have to be shortened. The storm doesn't have to be weakened. The devil doesn't have to stop doing what he's doing. 
See, the problem is we're not falling because of the strength of the opposition. We're falling because the lack of the strength in our spirit. And we need to understand that the stronger spirit will rule. So know this. I'm going to make a statement. We're going to jump in the rest of this now. It's not about you moving the mountain. It's about you growing your faith. You grow, you grow strength and the bar will go up. You grow strength and the mountain will move. And it'll get easier because you're stronger. Glory be to God. Can you see that? Praise the Lord. That helps somebody in here. Hallelujah. So I have a quick question for everybody that was here last night that raised their hands. I want to know something. How many of you received wisdom last night? How many of you are still waiting? Anybody still waiting on it? I love you all, but you missed the point. Yeah, I understand. But we believe we received it. Our head's going to catch up. So now you say, thank you, Lord. The Lord told me, tell the people to begin to thank me for the wisdom they got last night. Say this, I know exactly what to do. And it's going to be the easiest thing I've ever done. I have an anointing to do it. Glory to God. I have an anointing to do it. Glory be to God. So the final thing I want to say about the offering and all this flow about the way this works is this. Apostle Paul said, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. He said, but then he said, my God shall supply. So he has an assignment to the world. And he's saying, but I'm content. So I want you to understand that there are two realities in my life. And they're operating simultaneously. One is, I'm totally and completely content. I don't need a thing. And right in the middle of God, of me just, I don't need anything. I can't think of anything I'm just craving or have to have or going after. Or, but right in the middle of not needing a thing, I need absolutely everything. Because my need isn't about breathing and eating and deciding what I'm going to eat for lunch tomorrow. God has assigned me as Abraham's seed to be heir of the whole world and to preach this gospel on every continent. And since I've included the whole world in my needs, I need everything. You see? So I don't... Lori and I, God's good to us. We know how to be a base. We know how to abound. And we're happy either way. We don't have to have a huge house to be a success. We're so grateful for the equipment that we were able to come here in. But the ministry is not a success because we flew here. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? He gave us that to redeem time. He gave us that because the world's in need. Are you getting it? So you need to redefine need. Put need right inside that big word purpose. Say everything I'm purposed to do, God will supply it because I need it to get this purpose done because he told me to do it. You're seeing something, aren't you? So yeah, stand straight up. Whatever you need, throw your hands up, take a deep breath. You know, since our connection, miracles have been happening to you. Would you agree with that? I mean, time and again, you're just texting me all the time now about breakthroughs. People that are calling, donations that are coming, other doors that are opening, nations that are opening. Yeah, 
But I told you in the very beginning, you, I, know, I know where I was sitting in the car when I first talked to you and your wife that very first night. Remember the things that the Lord said prophetically? Well, he was talking down line. As if they already were, but you would grow into them. Well, you're well on your way, but you're still, the administration, I'm not about physically, you can't get to everything. You still don't have everything you need, but you've got everything you need. But you still don't have everything you need to do the purpose. Oh, there it is right there. Miracles, signs, wonders, and supply come to this ministry. Glory be to God. You knew you were supposed to be here. I'm glad you are here. But now you know for sure why. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. I tell you what, when that J went, <laughs> every demon, every poverty demon in every church in all of Macedonia felt it. And when I just did that, I felt it. I mean, we ripped through here, glory to God telling you this demonic attack stops. Glory be to God. 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 Thank you, Lord. I know exactly what to do. Thank you, Lord. I have everything I need. Thank you, Lord. You're redeeming the time. Thank you, Lord. I'll be doing the right thing the right way with the right people at the right time all the time. Thank you, Father. And when I finish and run through the gate, I'll hear, well done. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? You're our partner. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Gates open to what you're called to do. Increase come. Woo. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, 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 hey, he's, okay, yeah, yeah, hundredfold. Hungry. Yeah, yeah, hungry. Well, some answers are coming. I said you're going to have answers tonight. Glory be to God, there's answers in the room tonight. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Oh, how we thank you, Jesus. The Lord, uh, open your Bibles, please, to Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 16. And by the way, uh, while you're turning there, I do want to say that at that table will be a, a partner pamphlet, which, by the way, it's probably about a year old, and it is so outdated. <laughs> uh, tomorrow will be our second airing, Coast to Coast on Golden Eagle Broadcast uh, Golden Eagle Broadcast, which is Direct TV, channel 363. Glory be to God. Lead-in program is Sidroth is Supernatural. Lead-out is Brother Copeland. And right there in the middle of the day on Wednesdays, uh, all over the North American continent, got a daily footprint all over Africa, the UK. It's just continuing to explode. We're excited about all of that. And uh, so your seed, the voice, the sun never sets on the voice of your seed. And so... What you would read, you'll see different things that are done and have been done for years. And I invite you to look at it and get excited about it and know what you're a part of when you look through those pamphlets. At the same time, just be advised. The numbers and the nations, you're going to have to multiply them by tens of thousands and tens of thousands now. But there is a card in there uh, for what we're believing God for. 
Even if it's just to pray every month, we write a covenant harvest letter. Our next one just came out, and the title of our covenant monthly harvest letter this month is Harvesting Wholeness. And it came uh, from what the Lord talked to me about, and that no more curse visitation about the one with the issue of blood. The enemy will come one way, he'll please heaven. Glory be to God. She got more than a healing miracle, and I believe it will feed your faith. Praise the Lord. It's back there for the taking for anyone that would like to have it. But those packets are designed for people that specifically, specifically because that's our partner seed to our partners. It's not just pick, pick one up and go home. It is if you, if you feel led to connect and be a part of that thing so you can get that letter every month and we can sow into your life and you become our good ground and there's increase and that anointing is it was an anointing if you feel led to do so. And if you are already an existing partner even and feel like, hey, I just want to make sure that you know I'm praying for you or I want to double myself, whatever it is the Lord's telling you to do, because our needs aren't met by your giving, they're met by ours. So we didn't come to get something from you, we came to get something to you. And that's why those are back there to sow into your lives, praise the Lord. But what I would like to do is the honor of taking those cards home with me from this meeting. In other words, if you would fill it out and not in tongues where it's legible enough that we don't have to fast and pray and have the gift of interpretation to read your name. We will mail that monthly letter to you and make sure that the new books and everything else that comes out comes to you. Uh, glory to God, because that's our part. And we're going to do this thing together all over the world. And as you turned that in, and we are able to take that home and connect with you, then the moment you turn that in, that packet comes, and our first seed to you is whatever books are in that, that package, and... You might even kind of turn it over and see which one you want because I understand that there's several packets back there and they don't all have the same titles and so something may stir your spirit. I do know that we probably have some packets back there. One of the books at least would be what to do when all hell breaks loose. Glory to God. Some folk around here might need to know that. The biggest thing when you're going through hell, biggest wisdom I could give you when you're going through hell, don't stop. Key word is through. Praise the Lord. Father, we love you tonight and we thank you. What a great God you are. What a wonderful, mighty, awesome Heavenly Father you are to us. You tonight, in this atmosphere, Father, are blessing your people in mighty ways, supernatural ways. I'm so extremely grateful for it, Father. I'm asking you to stretch forth your hand to heal that mighty signs and wonders might be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. That I will discharge the endowment and the endowment of my office faithfully. The office of ministry you've granted me by the authority of that name inside your own ministry that you would have your way and this meeting would prosper and the people would not leave like they came and that you would reveal yourself in their hearts and minds and that you would chart their course into the great victory you've purchased by your blood. May I be available mud, and you think through my mind and speak through my lips. Holy Spirit, I've already asked you. You've heard me, but I pray this that the people might know you've heard me. Manifest yourself in our midst with power. Glory be to God. To prove that name is above every name. Spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, we ask now that it open the eyes of Every person that's determined to see, and he that hath ears, 
to hear, and she that desires to know, may he and she hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. There's the anointing, and all the saints said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have you found Matthew chapter 16? Last night, we talked about, by the direction of the Spirit of God, the aspect of shaking, and there were a number of things we said about it, and some of you experienced it and, and, and began to see over into some things. But what I want you to know tonight by the Spirit of God is that He said to me last night about the shaking, that shaking is a manifestation of the Spirit. And we talked about a few of these things where I actually thought I would go tonight. I actually thought I would just pick up right where I left off in Haggai 2, where it says, yet once more I will shake. So you need to know that shaking is God's fulfillment of His promise to the prophets. This shaking, because the body of Christ is so full of fear, has been responded to inappropriately by believers. So tonight, the Lord said to me, here's what, here's what I want you to do. And He made it extremely clear to me this afternoon uh, as I was talking to Him about this meeting. And He said, tonight I want you to talk about the other side of it. He said, tonight, I want you to minister to the people about unshakable authority. That it does not matter what's shaking around you. You have unshakable authority. Woo, glory be to God. And it will manifest while I'm speaking tonight. Some of this mess been swirling around you is about to stop. Tonight, heard the Lord say to me just recently, within the last week or two, the word of the Lord came to me and he said to me, there's a war of the worlds. You know that old show and all of those things and science fiction, but I mean he said it this way, the real war of the worlds. He said there's a war of the worlds, he said to me, and Satan is trying to evict you from this planet. Don't let him. Did you hear what I said? There's a war of the worlds. And Satan is trying to evict you from this planet. Don't let him. You have an unshakable authority. You need to understand the purpose of the shaking is so that everything that can be shaken will be. The whole idea is for it to be shaken. This is the purpose of it, to shake it on purpose. Why? Because things aren't being shaken away from you the increase is coming to you. Good measure. Press down. See, he's shaking you together with your harvest. What he's doing is he's shaking what belongs to you that's in the wrong hands out of their hands. And, there's, and if you just lift up your head and see the white fields and the harvest and know you have an unshakable authority, you can realize that when the dust settles, you're the only one guaranteed to come out of this with more than what you went into it with. And you're finally going to have everything you need to get this job done in this last hour. The transference has come. Glory be to God. All right, I better hop to it. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 16, I want you to read this with me. And I want to show you something by the Spirit of God. Verse 16, because, you know, it counts too much against the preaching time if you do all the backstory. I'm assuming that most of the folks in church and folks that are our partners that are watching have read the Bible some. 
or at least heard a preacher talk about this experience. He did have a staff meeting, you know. Who do men say that I am? I think he was testing his staff to see if they had been listening to everybody. And if everybody else's opinion of him had gotten into their thinking. All right, we won't go there. It's not a leadership meeting. But the truth is, if they had an answer for him, it means they've been listening to what the folks were saying about his ministry. And now that they're listening to all that mess, they've got to make a judgment call. Am I really attacked? Do I really want this persecution? I don't want people saying this about me. I mean, all right, enough of that. Now, so then he turned to them and said that what men say that I am, he asked the second question. Who do you say? Who do you? Who do you? Who do you? Now, the bottom line is this. Everything we're going to see will contain the component of the authority that God has granted to faith-filled words. And the reason he's saying, who do you say that I am, is because he can only be to you what you say he is. Because, the, let, let me, each, each of these, you know, I learned years ago, I, I really enjoy fishing, and I like river fishing a lot. And so I was always, I mean, I'd always say, well, I'd be home at a certain, certain time, I'd come home, you know, four or five hours later. And that's why I kind of quit, you know, because then, you know, you, anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, you know, <laughs> Oh, there's got to be a bass under that low-hanging branch, and it's off in that tributary, you know. So I, I come to a place where the river splits, and I want to fish both sides. And so, you know, I'll troll back up and go down the other side. I got it honest, though. My dad used to take his sister, sister fishing, and, you know, he'd stay out there. And it didn't matter if he got a bite or not. He's going to fish till the bait's gone, period. He's got, you know, three dozen minnows. He's going to use them all. And so uh, I got tickled one time, and my dad's passing, we told the story uh, that his sister would get in the back of the boat, and when he wasn't looking, you know, he's trolling, he's positioning, she'd take the men and, yeah, get in and throw them over, you know, throw a few over. <laughs> Shorten the fishing day. You know, if they weren't biting, she wanted to go home, so she'd just like, he said, we've used all those minnows up already. All right, so this is a stream here. Praise the Lord. We, we may follow some of these, some of these streams here. But uh, he, he can only be to you who you say he is. This is what people misunderstand about miracles of multiplication. When he fed the 5,000, which were probably more like fifteen or 20,000, and don't have to get into the depth of that, but when that happened, Jesus did not, he was not the one that set the level of the increase. Are you hearing me? The people's hunger did. The bread kept breaking until they quit eating. And then there was more beyond their hunger left over. The fish kept multiplying until they quit eating. When everyone eating them was full, it said the miracle stopped. So it was the people's hunger, it was their draw, it was their demand, it was their expectation, it was their capacity that determined the level of increase. Now, this is what we see with a woman with the oil. Borrow pots, 
scant not. The King James says, borrow not a few. It's just a little tributary we're going down here. You need to know that you need some time alone with God, and you're going to understand why, to sup with Him, because the oil only multiplies behind the closed door. See, what, what He sees in secret, but He rewards openly. You don't get your harvest when the check comes in the mail. You get your harvest in that prayer closet when the door's shut. You harvest it in the spirit first. You harvest it with your heart first, and then it comes on your tongue. We're going to talk about that here briefly. But here's the bottom line is oil then stopped when there was not a vessel more. So, so the, the, the prophet, nor the anointing, nor God determined how much oil was going to flow that day. The vessels determined it. When there was not a draw or a container or something to pour it into, it stopped. So too many times, even though we might have even heard that, we kind of tuck that away on the shelf, and we don't operate consistently with that mentality. And because faith makes the demand, and faith is on our end, we often misunderstand that faith without a corresponding action is dead. And the highest corresponding action of expectation is preparation. So when people come to church prepared, that once the Holy Ghost moves, I'm a first responder, they're going to get something. He's going to fill that vessel. You see, because it'll activate that anointing. It'll activate that draw. He's not the one. He didn't come in here predisposed, three or four folks he wanted to heal tonight, and he's going to wait till tomorrow night to heal one more. And then, and then on Thursday, there'll be an ungrown toenail that was healed. And then... See, that's, see, that is a damnable demonic doctrine of sovereignty where everything's left up to God and it's impossible to get a miracle when you leave something up to God that He's left up to you. So we have to understand that we have a covenant and the covenant exists between two parties. Now let me quickly get to three openings. I'm just wanting you to know very quickly, we're going to be in Matthew 16, we're going to be in Lamentations chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 37 second. And then thirdly, we're going to look at Mark 11. But right here in Matthew 16, he says this, Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered. Now you notice all of them answered the first question. All of them had a mental answer of what they thought it could be. But only one of all of them had a definitive answer of what he knew it was. That's a big difference. And he said, Thou art, look at this now, Thou art the Christ. So, he had an, he, he's about to say he's got a revelation. Jesus is about to tell him, you've got a revelation. And the revelation is what God had anointed. See, when you know, it's, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like when Joseph heard the news that Mary was expectant and they weren't married yet and hadn't been together. Are you listening to me? In his natural mind, there's no way he could conceive how this could have happened except her being unfaithful to him. So he, he was a good man, and he didn't want to make a public example of her, so he's going to put her away privately, but nonetheless, he's going to put her away. I'm not going through with this. There's no way. I mean, this is, are you kidding me? And that night, an angel appeared to him. He said, fear not, Joseph. Now, this is what it says. Fear not, Joseph, to take, that's received, marry to thee for a wife. For that which is born in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
until you know God authored it, you won't with boldness receive it and take it to yourself. As long as you have questions about whether or not God's the one authored it. So faith begins where the will of God is known. And a revelation of what God has anointed removes all other options and it brings you into an agreement with God's thinking about it, what God is saying about it. It lines you up in the flow of divine authority where supernatural happenings take place and it transfers something to you to become unshakable. Now, what we see here is he said, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ. So Peter says he's the anointed one. You're Yeshua HaMashiach. You are the Messiah. He said, flesh and blood, that's one system of knowledge, has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven has revealed this unto you. Glory be to God. Revelation knowledge. So the Father God, God the Father, made Peter to know this. Are you with me? So it originated from where, men? Where did this information originate from? Where did this anointing originate from? Where did this insight, revelation, wisdom originate from? So now, not only does God reveal to him whom he has chosen and anointed, there's an automatic, instant revelation. I need to be connected to that. Can you see that? Because now, with that revelation, he's being shown what he's to connect to. And Peter responds to that by turning around and releasing the blessing that comes from revelation of that connection. And he says to him, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. This isn't a hokey gimmick. It's not a good luck package and dial 1777 for your blessing package. And I'll give you some holy water and a little piece of cloth from Caiaphas' robe that was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. No. Well, we're laughing because we've seen so many people parade in town with a dog and pony show and try to get a celestial glory manifestation from a terrestrial origination. That doesn't happen. There's a terrestrial glory and a celestial glory. Any ministry that's functioning from a terrestrial earthly administration of that ministry, Christian or not, preacher or not, Eloquent or not, turn the phrase or not, whoo-hoo, whoop it up or not, sing good or not, hit those ivories or not. If it originated from men and they're trying to make something happen, it will only ever have a terrestrial glory. But there is a celestial glory that comes from another world. And that's why we have gathered that where two or three are gathered in my name, I am is there. Am I? I am there. The I am is there. The I am is here right now. Glory to God. He's here right now to prove to you that what I came in here with are not Brother Tracy's words. Woo! And therefore, there will be an authority transference. And that's exactly what happened to him. He said, upon this rock, upon this rock, what, the rock of revelation knowledge, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. My church is unshakable with this delegated authority. 
Now the church has been granted an authority that no thing or being in three worlds can hope to stop, limit, corral, obscure, or contain. Because I've got the keys. Whatever I open, no man can shut. Whatever I shut, no man can open. For I have the keys of an authority delegated to me from another world. Because I have heard personally God tell me it was mine. That's what revelation is. That's the Father telling Peter, this is what I've anointed, and this is what I've created you to be connected to. Oh, glory be to God. Do you see this? Now, now, let's read one more thing here because this is huge. I want to read it in the Amplified Classic, and then we'll go to Lamentations chapter 3. Look what it says in Matthew 16, Amplified Classic. He says, <clears throat> starting in verse 19, now King James talks about, um, it says it this way, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And by 19, I give you the keys to the kingdom of the heavens, and whatever you shall bind on earth, thou shalt be bound in heaven. So he's saying, it sounds like in the King James that he's saying, you bind, you loose. That is not what he's saying. It's not what the Greek says. This is what Jesus actually said, which is why I want to bring it up in the Amplified Classic. Matthew 16, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind or declare to be improper or unlawful on earth must be, must be what is already. Now look now. Bound in heaven. Well, the word declare applies to both of those. He declared it bound in heaven. You heard what he declared, and you say what he said about it, and it'll get bound in earth, which means it didn't originate. Binding and loosing doesn't originate from earth. Do you see this? That's why Peter got the keys and those other boys didn't. Later they got them because later they got the revelation. But without the revelation, the only ones that could operate in it were the one with the revelation. And in that moment, Peter was the only one who had it. So the moment it got transferred to him, keys are dem demonstrative of authority. So when he got, when he heard God say, when he heard words from the Father say, something was transferred. And it delegated an authority to him from another world. You understand, keys of the kingdom. This is the Father's authority that has been transferred to, to Peter. So now he's saying, anything else, if you hear me say, go bind that. Anything you bind on earth, you heard me say, go bind it, will be bound forever. Because those words didn't originate from you. You heard them. They originated from another world. Now, what I'm talking to you about is an unshakable authority, and an unshakable authority is a delegated authority. We need to understand that every one of us are only in authority because we're under authority. And if we ever cease to be under authority, we will no longer be in authority. See, when I came into, I wasn't just baptized in Jesus' name. No, I was baptized into the name. 
So the moment I got baptized into the name and the moment I stepped into the kingdom, I, I was baptized into the authority. See, I'm in authority. Do you get that? Why? Because I'm under it. And if I'm no longer in it, it means I've somehow separated myself and I'm no longer under it. Because the reason I have authority is because I'm in authority. I'm under authority, so I'm in there. Does that make sense? And that's why it's impossible to confess something 10,000 times and get it to work when you're disobedient. It's only if you're willing and obedient you can eat the good of the land. So I don't care how many times you curse the devil and shout at him until he got my body, got my body, got my body. You carry an unforgiveness around in your heart. Sickness is going to have a right to stay on your body because you're giving it place. Because you're disobedient. Which means you're not under authority. Because he told you don't carry that around, don't do that. And if you're doing that, you're out from under authority so it's impossible to be in authority. Your authority doesn't originate from you. Do you hear this? It originates from another world. Now let's look at another verse and go to Lamentations 3. And while you're turning to Lamentations 3, let me give you one more example that the Lord gave me so many years ago. He talked to me about the greater light, the sun, which is the greater light that rules the day, and the moon, which is the lesser light that rules the night. And he talked to me about it like a safety deposit box. Has anybody in here ever had a, a bank safety deposit box? How many of you? Let me see your hand real quick. Anybody? So you're familiar enough, there's a handful of people that are familiar enough that they've got a bank safety deposit box where they put their treasures. You need to understand that's got two locks on it. And it's got two keys. Are you hearing me now? This is really huge. Because if you can get this picture, you can get how the kingdom works. Because those are your possessions. They're not locked away from you. They're locked away for you from everyone else. So only you can get to them. So what do you have to do? You walk in the bank to somebody that in the bank has some authority and you sign your name. And you have a key. But the bank has a key. Oh, come on now. And you walk into the vault with your key. And you can turn that lock with your key. All day long, but it's your stuff, but you're not getting out of there. You, there ain't no way that you can get your stuff out of that vault though it belongs to you. Even if you've used the name and your key. Unless the bank comes in and turns their key. Which means both keys have to agree. To get access to the stuff, both keys have to agree. So the bank cannot go in there and turn their key, and without you using your name and turning your key, your stuff's going to stay in the box. So heaven has literally, by it is finished, supernaturally in Christ, all the promises of God are yes. The creator of heaven turned the key. And you got in your lap a copy of what heaven decreed. Oh, glory be to God. Now what's left for you is use the family name and turn your key. And your stuff, it'll just come to you. But it's hidden on purpose. So then in the time of shaking, 
And everybody's else is running around panicking. You're sleeping. My stuff's in a safety deposit box. Huh? The banker won't do it for you. That's the point. You have to do it. It's your stuff. It's your stuff. You've got to go get it. They're not going to like make a house call. Well, that's what you're asking of God. You got to go get your stuff. And you do it with a delegated authority. Now, look at this now, because when the Lord talked to me about the sun and the moon, I began to realize the sun was the greater light and it has light of itself. It rules the day. But there's a lesser light, the scripture says. Its whole purpose is to rule in darkness. Come on now. The moon was created, but it doesn't have its own light. It's got to be relatively positioned to the sun. Do you understand? So that the light coming from the sun hits the moon and reflects back into the dark. And too many Christians are living in an eclipse. Because the world is in between them and the sun. But if you're positioned where you can see what heaven is bound, you have the authority to bind it. If you're in a position to hear what heaven is loose and you say what heaven has said, turn your key, you're in authority to loose it. It's a delegated authority that's granted to us from another world that no thing or being in three worlds can stop if we'll use that name. Glory be to God. Woo, hallelujah. And I shout it out, unshakable authority. Say it again. Witness number two is Lamentation 3.37. I want you to look at this verse. It's a huge verse. It simply says this. Learned it years ago, but it served me so well. I've never forgotten it. It ripped through my soul, and I finally got the spirit of faith instead of just the teaching, the procedures, the mechanisms of faith. There's a lot of people that think, if I can just say it enough, it'll happen. Well, not if God hadn't said it. I mean, I don't care how many thousand times you go in the bank vault and turn your key, turn your key, turn your key, turn your key, turn your key a thousand times. Uh, if the bank doesn't turn theirs, you don't get the stuff. You turn it 1,500 times. If the bank doesn't turn their key, you don't get your stuff. You turn it 5,000 times. If the bank does not turn their key, you won't get your stuff. And I don't care how many times you confess something, you don't have authority over it until you're confessing what heaven has spoken to you to confess. Because the authority is delegated. It doesn't originate from you. It originates from Him and flows through you when you're in relative position. Now, notice what it says here in Lamentations 3.37. It says, Who is he that saith it? And it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not. That means if God hadn't said it, it don't matter if you say it. Okay, it's getting quiet in here. See, I know I'm kicking over some good cows. Because the bottom line is, this is why people are discouraged and say that name it, claim it, blab it, crab it, faith stuff doesn't work. It's because they think faith is a teaching and a mechanism. Like a slot machine that you can pull a lever and hit the jackpot. And God is not Santa Claus. He's the creator of the universe. 
My trust and confidence and power and authority comes out of divine, supernatural relationship. If he hadn't said it, no matter how many times I say it. But anything he has said, he could say two words. And if I say those same two words, a world can be created. One word from God can change your life forever. 1,500 confessions to leave you where you are. Oh, I believe in confessing the word. We'll talk about that. But only because I see him do it first. That's why Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. And I only say what I hear my father say. Because he didn't minister as the son of God. He ministered as a prophet under the Abrahamic covenant as a human being anointed and he had no ability to do anything of my own self. I can do no thing. But if my father says it, he doeth the works. If you don't believe me for the word's sake, at least look at the works because the words I heard produced these works. Glory be to God. Because what I heard my father say came from another world. It originated from the creator. He's the one. And they crucified him for saying God was his father. Making himself equal to God. And you need to understand when God talks to you like he does to a son, he's just brought you up to his same authority level. That's the message that hung him on a tree. Now, you'll never convince me that Goliath didn't do the four or five or six or seven steps of faith. Goliath, huh, believed it. He, wasn't, he had never been defeated in battle. It's impossible. There was not a human that was his equal. So when he marched out on that field and taunted Israel, I mean, there wasn't a thought in his mind that he was going to leave headless, ever. He believed it, Goliath now. He said it, he acted on it, he had corresponding action. It didn't happen. In fact, the opposite happened. How come? This uncircumcised Philistine. No covenant. God did not author what Goliath was doing. Who is he that saith it and it comes to pass and the Lord commands it not? God didn't command Goliath to come down there and challenge Israel. It wasn't part of his sovereign plan. The Philistines were in the earth. They knew little to nothing about Satan. There was no redemptive revelation of Satan. But they were not a covenant people. And it wasn't the Holy Spirit sovereignly setting it up so that, no. You know, people tell me, I, I just, I just, I apologize, but I'm going to have to get on one more little stream down, down, down the because we're going to Mark 11, okay? But i got to follow this trail. I see some good fish down here real quick. <laughs> Glory be to God. i got to follow this trail. Um, nothing, it's difficult to find something that makes me any more kind of inside than somebody that tells me that Joseph, all that God put Joseph through, all of that, to get him into his destiny. That, you know, he used the suffering. and it, No, no. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, hoss. Because you've just told me then, if God is sovereign and the architect of that and made Joseph go through all that to get to his destination, you just told me that God was the author of putting murder in Joseph's brother's hearts. You just told me that the spirit agreed that God put in their heart, overtook their desire to kill him, 
Why kill him when we can sell him? Now you've told me, huh, that God put it in their heart to break up the holy family dynamic, break the heart of their father, and lie to him by some plot of putting blood on the coat. That's just for starters now. We had not got to Potiphar yet. Now this same God that did all that has got to put lust in Potiphar's wife's heart. Come on now. Oh, let's follow this track. No, you really, you wanted to go here. Let's go. You person that believes in sovereignty, this is the God you want to serve? No, uh-uh. He's absolutely good. I said he's absolutely good. In him is life, and in him is light, and in him is no darkness at all. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy, now there's the dividing line of Scripture, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy you need to understand that God had nothing to do with all the opposition, but he had everything to do with conquering it and to get Joseph's destiny done anyway, no matter what was thrown at him. And you need to know that all this mess is going around you. We don't determine what God's going to do by the attacks because the devil is a thief. He showed up in the garden before Adam and Eve even sinned. Adam and Eve had done nothing wrong to be tempted. To be tempted is not a sin. But he wants to make you feel evil because he's evil. He wants to make you feel dirty because he's dirty. He's kind of like Pigpen in the old Peanuts cartoon. You get close to him and just dirt kind of fogs around you. You need to stop listening to his lies because you're not a liar. Stop listening to his accusation because you're righteous. Stop listening to his condemnation because you're redeemed. Glory be to God because as he is, so are you in this world. That person he's talking about, that lying, cheating, conniving, jealous, critical, broke, dumb person that's dysfunctional, died on that tree. That person was nailed to a tree. That person's dead and gone. And there's a new person on the inside of you. Woo! You're a new creature in Christ. Glory to God. And the new creature has a name. His name's Jesus. Now, if God has said something about you, start saying what he said. I'm righteous. I'm washed. I have authority. Glory be to God. Do you believe it? I'm righteous. I'm washed. I have authority. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. All these things are keys. Turn that key. I said turn that key. That's right. Turn that engine over. Glory be to God. Now go with me quickly because I, I'll look in the Spirit to see how far we should go with this third witness. You know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Yeah, I know, it's coming. It's an, it's a, see, it's start, already starting to manifest. Deliverance is in the house. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is walking these aisles. Shaking is a manifestation of the anointing. Shaking is the hand of God coming on people. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. And he's shaking bands off. He's shaking doors open. He's shaking things together. He's shaking the harvest in your hands. He's bringing you into your restoration. And you know, the hand of God came on people and they did all kinds of things. By the end of the week, we'll probably look at this. Maybe some of the scriptures. But the hand had come on. The hand of the Lord is the spirit of the Lord. So when you see the scripture say, the hand of the Lord came on them. <laughs> 
When you see the Spirit of God say, yeah, when you see him say, the hand of the Lord came on him. Woo, I know. Glory to God. <laughs> Some of them laughed. Glory to God. Some of them fell. Some of them got stood up. Some of them ran. Some of them danced. Some of them shouted. Now, what I did in worship, I didn't do to get something started. Something was already started. It was started in me. I can't help it if you don't know what was going off in me. I had to do something to get it off. Dear Jesus, hand of the Lord came on me. I mean, the run came on me. Glory be to God. It came on Elijah. He outrun Ahab's chariots 18 miles to the entrance of Jebdriel. Can you imagine finest Arabian horses or whatever kind they were pulling the king's chariot and he girded up his loins, the hand of God came on the man and on foot, 18 miles, he outran Ahab's chariot and all his horses. <laughs> Woo, I'm talking about the hand of the Lord. Woo, that's from another world. Glory to God. Yeah, and it's moving in this room right now. I said it's moving in this room right now. Glory be to God. So I don't quite know how far I'll get here with Mark 11. And I may just start right here. To, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Woo, glory to God, man. This is so good. My God. Woo. Woo. Say it out loud. Unshakable. Unshakable. Authority. authority. Say, I have authority. authority. Over everything coming at me. I am, I am. absolutely unshakable glory to God I'm unstoppable now with all of my heart I do believe I'm supposed to at least crack this open for a second because of all of the years and thousands of I, I, you know I don't know I, I need to just count up sometime how many times I preached But of all the years I've read this, preached this, meditated on it, all the sermons I've preached about it, all the times I've referred to it, quoted it in a message, prayed it out, in the room today I saw something I'd never seen before. Well, it's because the Word of God's eternal, and sometimes you just got to grow up into it. You just got to get tall enough to see over the fence. <laughs> I mean, we had, a, we had a, a, a cafeteria downtown when I was a kid named Bryce's. And um, people, you know, the kids didn't want to go there because the lion was so long, you know. <laughs> so his kids got in their picture of their mind, there's a lion out there, you know. Where's the lion? They go in there looking for the But it would be wrapped around the block on Sunday after church, and you'd go. And they had a little half wall that had that cinder block top. Uh, I mean, cinder not, not exactly cinder block. It was a stub wall, like a pony wall. But up about yay high or so, uh, it had glass blocks that were frosted. So even though it was glass and light could come through, you couldn't see through it. So you couldn't see through the solid wall. You couldn't see through the frosted wall. And I remember eating there. I mean, year, I'd, we'd go, I'd go with mom and dad, and I, I, still, I, I still remember grabbing it and jumping. And I'd get your shoes. Son, get your shoes off that wall. You're scratching it up. I longed for the day that I would grow tall enough. I'd look at dad, and he could just go like that. He said, oh, look there, so-and-so. Hey, hey, good to see you. And I'm down here going. <laughs> One day I grew up, I'll never forget the day I first went to Bryce's and could see over that wall. Oh, come on now. It's time for you to start coming on up and seeing over the wall. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Are you seeing this now? Woo, thank you, Jesus. I, the Lord said to me, I was praying about something. 
talking to him about it and I was praying about something that had to do that affected us and affected the ministry and whatever and I just heard him say this, Mark eleven twenty one. I just heard him say that. And I said, okay, well, that's the answer. <laughs> and I, I've, I've read it so many times, I thought, well, verse 22 says, have faith in God, so it starts before that. That must be where Peter said, behold the fig tree, you know, it's dried up from the roots. And I read it 100,000 times, so I don't know what's in there I hadn't seen, but okay. I opened it up, and I read it. Glory be to God. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Now the Amplified Classic says, Look, the fig tree you doomed. The fig tree you doomed is withered away. Jesus immediately turned and responded to him and said what? Have faith in God. Why did he say that to Peter? Because he was correcting him. Because Jesus wasn't the one that said that to the fish. Bing, bing, bing. You're about to see it. You're about to see it. Do you see this? He's operating as a man. He didn't ever said that to that tree unless he heard his father say it. That's why the tree responded. His very next statement is indicative that the faith he used to curse that tree didn't originate with himself. Oh, come on now. Do you, see the, do you see this? It came from his father God. Now he's about to turn around and teach them this is how your faith will work the same way. When it's under proper authority, the tree will do for you when you talk to it. What did it mean when I talk to it? Because when you're under the same authority I'm under, it's not you talking to that tree. Do you see that? So when it originates from another world, it's a different level of authority. And there is nothing in this world that can tell it no. I mean, from the roots up, it will respond. From the roots up, it'll respond, and immediately. That's why there's a lot of times you believe God for stuff, and you got an answer. And I mean, it came quick. A lot of other times you fasted and prayed and jerked and pulled levers, and why won't this thing budge? Well, because you're the one talking to it. If you can't say amen, say oh me. <laughs> I might have to spend two nights on this. I can see right now. <laughs> Y'all better eat all the catfish you, you can hand stand. <laughs> I used to go to the all-you-can-eat catfish buffet, and I'd, I'd, eat, I'd eat catfish till I could touch it with my finger. <laughs> and then I'd ask for a glass of water because they were in there flopping around. They had to have something to swim in. Well, you know, I was mammon-driven in those days. I had to get my money's worth. It was an all-you-can-eat buffet, you know. <laughs> he set me free one day when I realized on the hillside he fed 20,000 people and there were still fish laying around and he didn't make them eat everything on their plate. 
because kids are starving over in Judea or something. <laughs> he doesn't say, <laughs> but he doesn't mind leftovers. He didn't say gather it up, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you happy? Are you seeing something? Are you getting any help? It's time to kick start and get up over that wall. Glory be to God. It's time to realize I'm getting the ammunition I need to deal with what's been holding me down for 10 years. I'm getting the ammunition I need to kick start, get up, get over the wall, break this thing, pick it up, move it out. Glory be to God. Now I got several things here, and, and I really am quite sure the power of God's in here so strong in a moment. Even though I want to get to all of it, it doesn't seem right. So I'm just going to quit preaching and the Holy Ghost going to have room to do his moving on what you've already heard. It's about time to tell your Goliath you are uncircumcised. It's about time to run at your Goliath with your mouth open. See, I've never run at my mouth, Goliath with my mouth shut. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen? But why? Because delegated authority... In God's system always flows through the gate of the mouth. You need to understand why you got to believe it. And Jesus is saying this. Faith is a fruit. Now listen, a lot of people miss this. They're trying to get something done with the fruit. And not what created that fruit. Faith comes by hearing. If faith has come there, that means it came from somewhere. And words brung it. From another world. So when you hear that other world say, I've loosed it. And then you say, be loose. Bam, it happened. Two words. And whoop, suddenly, oh, oh, look how quick that happened. Why? Because it wasn't you talking to it. Because what came out of your mouth came from another planet. Turning my key, and you're going to get that behind closed doors. You're going to get that in the spirit realm where you spend time. Because you know, Peter had to be walking around following Jesus to get that. Lord showed me once how did Peter get that revelation, and I saw it, brother. I saw it one day. It's exactly what happened to Paul. Paul had this woman following them to prayer many days, and he didn't discern that was a demon spirit because it was speaking all churchy. These people, people are the men of the Most High God. It looked like the right spirit, but it was a demon. It was a religious saying all the right things, doing all the right things so it could hang around the company and mess up the apple cart. But after many days, he didn't, he didn't see it the first day. So you don't need to be condemned why you didn't see that. Huh? The outcome was the same. You saw it the first day or the 10th day or the 20th day or the 45th day. The outcome was the same. When he did see it, there was authority to deal with it. So what you need to do is follow on to know the Lord until you see. And quit trying to confess it, confess it, confess it to get God to move. God's already moved. What you need to do is move. Move out of your own understanding. Move out of your own darkness. Move out of your own wishful thinking. Move out of your own selfish ambition. Move out of your own self trying to 
make, pull levers and make it happen because people aren't doing what you want them to do, so you're confessing, 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 trying to change them. And the problem is it's not them that need to change. And that's what the Lord said to me in the room. I'll get to that point very quickly here because I know there's more preaching to be done here and it won't all get done tonight, so let's look at this. And, when the, and here in Mark chapter 11, it says, Jesus replying said to them, Have faith in God constantly. Look at this. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, I love this, Amplified Classic, be lifted up. Be thrown. Oh, my. Wish I had time to tell you the stories of people that have been picked up and thrown in the meeting. <laughs> to cast out a devil is ekbalo. It's the Greek word. To thrust out, to throw a ball. Literally, when you're casting out the devil, it's because you not only have the ability and power, but you have the authority to escort him to the door pick him up by the seat of his pants and chunk him. You can't ask the devil to politely leave. He's too arrogant. He thinks he belongs there and it's your territory. And he has no authority to be there. You wouldn't have to cast him out if you could counsel him out. You wouldn't have to cast him out if you could confess him out. Understand, okay. <laughs> most folks, most Christians get the three C's wrong. You know, you have to cast out the devil. Huh? You have to confess your sin. And you have to crucify the flesh. And if you don't get the C's in the right place, you're never going to get victory. Because you can't cast out the flesh, you've got to crucify it. Huh? You can't necessarily confess the devil out because you confess your sin because you have to be honest, right? Now, there's a profession that carries power. I don't, don't get me wrong. That's a delegated authority. I'm talking about there's different levels of confession. But when you're dealing with the devil, that's an authority thing. You cast him out, and you do that with a command. You can't crucify the devil. Sometimes people have a spirit of infirmity on them. And they're trying to crucify their flesh and they, they, they don't have a revelation of righteousness and so they think, you know, they did something wrong and this came on me and, and I got to change and if I get better and I get this fixed, maybe God, may, 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 may. No, 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 no. Deal with that thing like it's meant to be dealt with. Cast that thing out. Tonight in the name of Jesus, we cast that thing out. Tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every spirit that's not of the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, come out! Come off of these people right now. We throw you out. We lift you up and throw you out of here. Get out of here now. By the authority of the name that's above every name, we break your power because the other world has told me I had that authority. Well, the Bible says despise not prophesying because somebody's talking about your future that exists right now. If they're led of the Holy Ghost and they're a true minister of the gospel and they're operating by the true spirit of God and you can discern that, then now something's being transferred. Something's being imparted. So you wouldn't despise prophesying because it's heaven. Something by heaven talking. It's originating from another world. And that's why a gift can come in you through prophecy. 
That's why so many times I'll stand in front of somebody and prophesy to them, never lay hands on them, and bam, they hit the floor. Why does that happen? Because something came in them. And authority came in those words. It came from another world. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost in manifestation. Woo! Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Jesus is telling these boys, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever things he saith. And the Lord said to me, Son, there's two folks talking here. And he said, You've always looked at believe that whatsoever things he says shall come to pass. He said that he there... You would do any misjustice to the text to capitalize the H. Because when he saith something, if you believe what he saith shall come to pass, and you speak what he has said to you that you believe, and you stay constant, it will do what you say to it, because you're not the one talking to it. You just believe what he told you about it. You believe what he saith shall come to pass. You believe what he saith. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to say to sickness? By his stripes you were healed? Who said that? You or him? So where does your faith come from? By hearing the word of God. So who said it first? So you've got to believe what he saith shall come to pass. You're not believing that when you say it, it's going to come to pass. You're believing what he said shall come to pass. Are you, getting, are you seeing it? And when bing, 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 when it dawns on you, and you step over the line, oh, I got it. Oh, I see, I see it. 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 I got it. Oh, woo, I got it. Woo, I got it. Now you're ready to start talking to some stuff. But you're not ready to start talking to some stuff till you've heard something. Glory to God. I just feel like tonight's a Holy Ghost meeting where we may just wind up the whole body start talking to some stuff. Because what he said about you is going to come to pass. And he is an overspecter of persons. What he said about your ministry is going to come to pass. <laughs> Man, that just dropped on me like a bomb. Ah, what he said about your life is going to come to pass. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Let me just stop for a second and look in the Spirit and see what the Holy Ghost is saying. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost here for a second. Glory be to God. Brede mashundarabakaredeste. Ride ne mangandron sengene bandongondre stekeredibianda. Ray, come on now, just raise the roof in here. Glory to God. Marinde borondongondren sengene E grostan de geliti ingambronden gelibishingambronde geli. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's two things I'm supposed to say right here, right now, and then we'll pick up where we are tomorrow night, but right now we're just going to get room for this word to manifest. We're going to give room for it to manifest. Listen to what it says here. He said, he said, if you say this, this Amplified Classic now, verse 23, say to this mountain, 
be lifted up, thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place. It will be done for him. For this reason I am telling you. Suddenly I saw, for my whole life I've been looking. Now, I've got a few little pieces here to connect verse 23 and 24, but I, I couldn't, but I knew he was saying the same thing, but one looks like I'm confessing and the other one looks like I'm praying. And I, and I got the connection in the room today. I saw it. For this reason, for this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is granted to you. And I saw the connection. Why am I praying to God if it originates with me in my confession? Can you see that? One of the greatest manifestations of prayer that sets things in motion in the spirit is you can't go to God and pray without an, uh, uh, an understanding that I am submitting to Him. I can't do it in my own strength. I've got to have His help and intervention. Do you see this? So the moment I pray, I'm coming under authority and what I say in the prayer room for this reason he said he said I'm teaching you this for this reason because I consider answered prayer being mountains moved did you see that do you see that he said, every time you get an answer to prayer, you just move the mountain. I did something for you you couldn't do for yourself. It came from another world and it was transferred supernaturally to you. You asked for it under my authority and I granted it and you said, I have it. And when you said, I have it, it got transferred and it manifested to you and it moved the mountain of you not having it out of the way. Well, I don't believe that. So, I understand, but please, please. Well, I understand, but I'm asking you now, don't disturb. Thank you. Now, here's the thing by the Spirit of God. Here's the thing by the Holy Ghost. All right? We need to understand something here about verse 25, and I saw it for the very first time. Today, in the room, I finally... Not only getting offended, not only getting offended is a mountain. You got the, the the offense itself is a mountain. But what I saw was when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. Why would you do that? Why forgive? Here's why. Because if the mountain isn't moving, whatever they did or whatever it is, isn't the reason for the mountain. And the Lord said to me in the room today, most offense is because you've been trying it and trying it and nothing's happened and you get to a place where you get offended. And he said, the moment you get offended, you're basically demonstrating you're frustrated because you think this situation or those people have caused a mountain. Unless they change, it can't get moved. 
you better forgive them because you have a shortcoming. Because the mountain is not not moving because of them. The mountain is not moving because you didn't hear him say it. You're not operating in your authority. He didn't say what they say about it is going to come to pass. He said what he said about it is going to come to pass. And he told me to tell everybody in the room, there is no one or no thing around you that can keep your mountain from moving. So you might as well not get offended at COVID or anything else. Because that's not your problem. The devil's not stronger. The weight on the bar is the same. But you're getting stronger. Come on up and see over the wall. I said, come on up and see over the wall. In the middle of gross darkness. I said, in the middle of gross darkness. Amen? Glory be to God. Come on up. Arise and shine, for your light has come. In the middle of gross darkness. Come on up and arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has arisen upon you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. There is an unshakable authority that has been granted to you. I said there is an unshakable authority that has been granted to you. And right in the midst of any and everything going on around you has nothing to do with you being moved. Nothing to do with you being shaken. Stand straight up. Stop it now in the name of Jesus. By the authority of that name. Be lifted up. Be thrown out. of any and everything and everyone that's around you that would hinder your path. Break His power in the name of Jesus. It came on you when I said that. Stand up. We're just going to obey God here in the name of Glory to God. I saw it. I saw it just dropped on her, just like a coat. Hallelujah. Stand straight up, sir. I saw myself doing this, so I'm going to just do it. Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my, 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 my. My, 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 my. Stand up one more time if your legs are still working. Transfer it to him, Father. Get your hands under his arms. Stand him up a third time. You have authority. And it will work for you. And no person, thing, or being can stop it. I'm telling you, he's granting us eyes to see. He's granting us ears to hear in the room. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You do realize mountains being moved is an operation of the Spirit. When, the, when you have a Holy Ghost meeting and you see lives change and things rearranged, mountains get moved, that's a Holy Ghost meeting. As much as I love laughing and rolling and, and running and shouting, and I, I think that's great, but a lot of folks, the anointing comes and they run and laugh and shout the anointing off. You, right now, this is a receiving moment. Yeah. Glory be to God. He wants us to get some revelation. Because there's a transference of kingdom authority when we get it. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. 
Now, you believe in God to hear from heaven, right? You believe in God for some answers. Stand straight up. The message is your answer. Now, open his eyes. Now, listen. Anything heaven says to you, you do not have to figure out how to make it happen. That's a break in the chain of command. Which is why people start running off at the mouth and saying a whole bunch of words like the devil's going to respond to 500 words. No, they're not responding to your words. They're responding to his words. And I tell you, lately I'll get in the healing line and I'll turn around and I'll see somebody right there and I'll say, he'll, he'll just say three words. That's all I'll say. And, and I'll say those three words and the power will go whack. Because it didn't take 3,000 words. Because he said the words. Glory be to God. Do you understand it didn't take 3,000 words because he said them. All I did was say what he said. Glory be to God. Now, I'm going to tell you, Jesus, at the end of this passage, and we'll get into this tomorrow, I think, if the Lord lets us. But they came to him after he cleansed the temple and saw all these miracles. And they said to him, by what authority do you do these things? Things get done by authority. That's my point. Things get done by authority. Glory be to God. Things get done by authority. That's how they get done. They get done, and they recognized it. Those religious leaders knew they didn't have that kind of authority, and so they came to him and said, by what authority do you do these things? This what you have? Is it from God or men? That's what they're really asking. And so he said, I'm going to ask you a question, the baptism of John. Was it from the Father? Was it from heaven or of men? They said, well, I don't know. Well, if we say it's not, if we say it's from heaven, then he's going to say, why don't we believe it? If we say it's from men, the people are going to get upset because they say he's a prophet. We can't tell. That's exactly where the church is right now. Do you have authority to do it or not? We can't tell. Because we don't know if heaven told us to do it or if we're supposed to do it. And we can't figure out if heaven turned its key and we turn our key. If I turn my key 15 times, is God pleased with me? And He said, well, if you can't tell what John's baptism was from, you can't tell what authority I do these things. And I'm not going to tell you. But his point was, I already told you. You ought to be able to look at it and tell. You ought to be able to know that no man can do what I'm doing unless he gets it from another world. No man ever spoke like this man. No man ever had this kind of authority. No man ever spoke with this weight in his words. No man ever carried this kind of power. It's not recorded in human history that a man born blind was ever healed. Surely this is not just a prophet. He must be the Son of God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I know it, and I know it, and I know it, and I know it. And I realized after all these years why. Creative miracles happen and demons scream and leave and manifestations happen and winds come in the meeting and angels show up and people get translated. I found out why. Because years ago, when I spent enough time with the Father, dug around in the book and was so hungry, He visited me. When He visited me, Brother Anthony, I heard it firsthand. He imparted it to me. Now I have it because I'm under authority. I'm under no delusions whatsoever that I have a healing ministry. But I'm absolutely fully convinced 
that I have supernatural, otherworldly, delegated authority that's mine to use because I've been found trustworthy. I heard him tell me to do it. So in every meeting I have, people will be healed. In every meeting I have, demons will scream and leave. In every meeting I have, there will be miracles because I'm not operating in my own authority. I'm not preaching my own message. I'm not speaking my own words. So I'm telling you by the authority of what the Lord said to me. I mean, I heard it. I heard it in my spirit. I'm not, I wrote it down. Every service that I preach, every service that I preach, mountains will be plucked up by the root, lifted up and thrown off the people. It's happening right now. I said it's happening right now. Glory to God, it's happening right now. Hallelujah. Mountains will be plucked up, stand up, thrown off, thrown off of the people. Come off. Now. You saw something tonight about yourself. You realize why playing church doesn't get it. Revelation came. And it didn't come in a female body. And it didn't come in a male body. And it didn't come in a Chinese body or a Caucasian body or an African American body. It came in his body, which is what you are. It came in a name, which is what you have. It came by washing in the blood. For a new creature, that's who you are. The greater one is, woo, glory to God. You better bet that mountain will do what you say it. One thing I need to say right here, I see it in my spirit. I've got to say it. He's telling me to say it. Glory be to God. And it's this. Do you want to know why the mountain moves when you talk to it? Would you like to know why the mountain would move? Because you talk to it. Because he told you to talk to it. Now if I'm talking to it because he told me to, I refuse not to talk to it because to not speak to it would be to break the chain of authority command. So now I have no choice. He told me to talk to it. Now it's got to go when I talk to it because I'm talking to it because he told me to talk to it. Talk to your mountain. That's why it's sitting there. Open your mouth and talk to it and quit letting God do something about it and the preacher talk to it and the prayer minister talk to it and the laying on of hands do it. Open your mouth and talk to it. It will move because he told you to. Corresponding action tonight for you is to start talking to some stuff. Now, not because you're trying to get God to work, but because you're in obedience to say, I'm talking to you because the Lord told me to talk to you, you stinking mountain. You're coming out of my way. <laughs> you see that? You see it, don't you? Yeah, Yeah, I'll tell them. Stand on your feet, both of you. You've sown seed. 
all over the world the voice of authoritative words that the enemy has been hurled. Bannered, victorious flag has been unfurled to the nations of the earth and therefore you've affected the world. But you have needs, my children, for there's much more to do. Open up your mouth and speak to that lack and that mountain too. And everything you need in a greater measure from this moment will start coming to you. People that didn't know who you were and didn't even know your name shall begin to hear supernaturally. I don't know how I heard about this, but I'm just contacting you. And they're going to catch the vision. And the enemy's going to be in derision. So speak to the partners from the north, south, east, and west they will come. Get ready in a new lane of reproducing revelation to run. Know that all the years of broadcasting, it's as if you've just begun. So rise up and step up and step out, for this is the finest hour. Get ready, because when you stand before me, you'll see the great massive harvest that came by radio power. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to say something I've not said in public, but I need to say it tonight. The Lord did not reveal to me if what I saw, I, don't, I think it's this side or he wouldn't have shown it to me. Pretty sure it's this side of the rapture. But I saw some things hitting the earth that took out the vast majority of all electronic communication. I saw it in a vision. And I saw myself on shortwave radio preaching the gospel to the world. For it was the only means of communication for a season. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to position us. Keep your ears open. Be not afraid of these things. You have a name and an unshakable authority. You're here to stay. You know that. You're here to stay. Church is built on a rock. Not even your church. <laughs> and the gates of hell shall never prevail against it. From this meeting, Lord, the finances come up now in this church. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. The Lord said, you announced to them. Now, I put, I have authority, first person. He said, but you say it tonight, and I'll begin to do it in the crowd. I have authority. They asked Jesus, by what authority do you do these things? I have authority to do these things. And I'm talking about me now preaching and working miracles, but it's going to come off on you. See what just happened to this couple? You now, you have authority to do these things. Woo! You felt that bro right by you, didn't you? Have authority! 
to do these things. He told me when I said this, it'd start happening in the room. Anybody that's sick in your body, stand up right now. You stay right where you are. I'm not even asking you to come up here. I'm going to come to you. We're going to break this thing by the authority of the name. I said by the authority of the name that's above every name. It's the last day it's going to ever stay on your body. It's going to begin to come on you, so you need to be ready because the wind of God is blowing in here. Holy Ghost is in here. He's the healing spirit. You don't have to wait for me to get to you. Many of you I will not get to, and I may not get to any of you. The power of God's in the room. Receive from Him by that name. Glory be to God. He knows no distance. I have authority here or within arm's length. I have authority whether I touch you or whether I don't touch you. Because authority's in this gate right here. Glory be to God. Authority's in this gate. And I'm releasing these words with authority. And there's some things you battle with that are about, oh, there it is right there. Woo, there they come out, there they come out, there they come out by the root, plucked up by the root. There it comes out by the root. I have authority to tell you, be lifted up, come out of them, be thrown off of their bodies. I'm going to say this command to you. And I want you to receive it right now. Say, I receive it. Tonight is my night. Now say this by faith. I have just heard heaven say, I am healed. You do realize that's what he said about you. So heaven has already said, by his stripes you were healed. Heaven already said that. So if you were healed, you are. So if you are healed, and we've talked to it, this mountain of sickness has no choice but to be lifted up and thrown off your body. So in the name of Jesus, come off of her. I said in the name of Jesus, come off of her. Spirit of God was all over you. Oh, there it is right there. There it is right there. Watch her. Yeah, she, she was just, yeah, watch her. I don't know if she's going forward or backwards. She's going somewhere, though. In the name of Jesus. It's done. I told you, she went sideways, not forward or backward. Look at there. Glory be to God. Look at glory be to God. Everybody in the house, get ready to receive. Are you ready? I'm going to say this about this meeting. I have authority to do these things. I'm telling you right now. I have been sent to this place in North Carolina in this meeting to preach this gospel because Jesus sent me and I've got authority to do these things. Miracles, signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. I have the authority to lay my hands upon you and command you to be healed. So be well. There it is right there. Now I know you already received yours, but I see myself doing this to lay hands. I mean, stand up. Let me seal it. Be well. Glory to God. Satan, 
Get your filthy hands off of God's property. I judge you, Satan. This is the body of Christ washed in the blood. You have no right to one cell of her being. Come over now. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God tonight. Oh, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been granted authority. Victory. I kickstart you into healing. I kickstart you into healing by the authority of the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. It came on you, sweet lady, when I waved my hand on you before. I know it is. So be healed in the name. Ha! There it is. Be healed. Whoa. Oh, glory. Oh, glory to God. Oh, there it is right there. It's amazing. Que caradasto. Stay caradafara. Take Stay caradisto. Pastor. Why are you putting up with this? That's a legitimate question. I didn't ask that question. I stood up here and the Lord said, ask him why he's putting up with it. Why am I putting up with it? Yeah, why? Because obviously I haven't learned how to get rid of it in my face. <laughs> you have authority over it. That's right. Intellectually, I know that. Yeah, but what happened to I understand. I get it. I, I get it. And you just answered my question. I heard it in your confession there. When I preach healing, I preach healing, and I'm wondering why this is staying on my body. And that's rattling around in there messing with your faith. Because symptoms are lying vanities. They're temporary. Those are not real. What's real is he took your pain. Well, if he took it, you don't have it. He clothed you with his body, which means you got a new skin. Glory be to God. Glory. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing in the spirit adjustments are being made. It's changing. I see it. We're just going to stay here for a second and go, something's changing, Pastor. You've been trying to get it too long. Decide tonight you have it. Oh, glory to God. There's the power of God. And yes, I am anointed and we do have authority. But the Lord told me to ask you. He told me to ask you. Why are you putting up with it? You asked Norval Hayes that once. When his daughter had stuff all over her body. You know, why are you letting this, why are you putting up with this in your You remember what happened? 
the wind of God blew through his house. And his daughter came screaming out of there. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh. And it all disappeared. Glory be to God. Now, man of God, from this day, don't ever try to get it again. I have it. I have it. Thank you for it, Father. I have it, thank you. I have it, thank you. It's coming out now by the roots. Thank you, Father. I have it. And what I have, Father, is revelation of my authority and not just head knowledge. That's what I have. And it's going to change everything, not just about my body but about our ministry. He's after more than your healing, sir. He's after your church not putting up with stuff that the devil wants to do to keep it down and keep it bound. It's built on a rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Unshakable authority. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Yeah, I'll tell him. I heard the Spirit of God say, turn around and tell him. And age has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, sweet lady, I know you got it. I know you got it. I know you got it. But have some more in the name. There it went right there. Glory. Oh, glory. Yeah. Well, enjoy that down there, too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I looked at you, I got one word, just one. I turned around the corner, looked in his eyes, and I heard the word processing. <laughs> I literally turned the corner, and the Holy Ghost, I, when I locked eyes, the Holy Ghost said, processing. I said, I got it, I get it, I see it. He, he, I mean, that stuff behind your eyes going. <laughs> Say, I refuse to put up with any trace of anything that doesn't belong on my life, even one more night. I have absolute, unshakable command. Authority over it. Satan, I break your power. You're going to quit messing with me. You're going to quit messing with those things. Everything that concerns me, come out. Come off. Get off of my life. Woo, glory be to God. Ooh, glory be to God. Would you just pick that up for me and hand it to me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Oh, thank you. We could bash, but we got three more nights. I'm just going to, I'm just looking here for a second. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He follows me like I follow the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory. Bless him real good, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless him. Bless him. just turn, I turned around he said, turn around and tell him, uh, there are some laws on the books he knows nothing about. And he said, but I'm about to show him the laws in the book that have been there for a long, long time. And they're going to change everything about his world. Isn't that amazing how he speaks our language? Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, You know, our brother brought up something, and I was looking back over here. I don't know if there's someone else dealing with it, but right up through here, there's a, the healing power of God is real strong, especially right up in this area. And it's almost like heartburn or acid reflux or something. It's being, but I look this way, and it may just be that I was just drawn here. But, but anybody who's dealing with anything in this area of your body, you're being healed right now by the authority of the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You may say, well, hands are already laid on me. I know, but just because the power comes on you. Sometimes you need to engage your face and say, no, that's mine now. I get it. That's my point. So glory be to God. Oh, 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 glory. This is one of the reasons that you do an extended meeting so you don't have to get in a hurry. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Did anybody get anything from heaven tonight? <laughs> you know that church is unshakable, don't you? <laughs> Our church to you, Pastor, one from another world. <laughs> they come in here and see what goes on. They're going to believe it. <laughs> well, they didn't used to do that in my church. Well, I know because it came from this world. But <laughs> Well, glory. <laughs> oh, Father, we love you. We thank you. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You do know this out by the roots, right? He, he's finishing this thing. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't.
Sister, come here. What was going on? <laughs> well, just enjoy that. We'll talk later. My daughter, what's come on you is from another world. I've come to help you this night to deal with the things that you've been talking to me about. You need to know that this manifestation is my answer to the cry of your prayer in the alone time and in the night season. And yes, yes, yes. What you've asked me? Yes. What you've asked me? Yes, and what you've asked me, and yes, all the promises in my son are yours. I'm going to deal with the things that surround you of this dark world system. And I'm going to give you the things you need. Supernatural relationships, real friends, and a secure identity that's unshakable. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I visited you this night and imparted something to you to walk out the balance of your life in strength. And the foul demon spirits of depression and even suicide that would try to come on the young persons of this earth shall never visit your thought life from this day forward. You will rise and rise and rise and rise above it. Lift your face to the sky. Your countenance will glow with light and joy. For I, the Lord, have come to walk with you. For you are one of my instruments in these last days, saith the Lord. Well, glory to God. Well, glory to God. Well, glory to God. 
Praise the Lord. I'm happy. I was happy before now. I'll be happy after now. I'm, I'm happy inside that we at least got to an unhooked place. <laughs> glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Woo! Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I'm leaving with something. Several of you said you did. <laughs> I believe you. He said it. Believe what he said about you. Thank you, Father. Say this out loud with me, Lord Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. I accept you as the Savior of the world. I know times in my life I've missed the mark. And I've needed a Savior. Jesus, I believe you're it. You're the Son of God. I receive you as the Savior of the world. And the Savior of my life. Take my life. Woo! And do something with it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout tonight. Remember this. Jesus is coming soon, and there shall be no more curse. Glory to God. Thanks, Pastor. Hallelujah. Yeah, Woo, I love y'all. Go. So excited to wrap up right now. <laughs> God's so good. God's so good. Just lift your hands to him for a moment. Lord, we thank you. Just give him some thanksgiving for what he just did. Lord, we thank you that you visited us tonight. We thank you that you heard our voices, that you heard our cries. And I thank you, Lord, that you have been with us. Lord, we leave here changed and we go higher than we've ever been before because of the grace of God that you have shed abroad. Thank you, Father, for signs, wonders, miracles, revelation. I thank you that as we sleep tonight, we dream dreams of heaven. I thank you that we come back tomorrow and we are filled up with the Holy Ghost, ready to receive again. We are yours, and God, you are ours, and we thank you for it. We thank you for the honor of being your children, the honor of being loved by you. And we thank you for tonight. We're so thankful. We love you, and we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Did y'all receive? Has it been a good night? Tomorrow's going to be even better. Because the Lord doesn't go back and do smaller. He's the God of increase. So if tonight was this good, what's tomorrow going to look like? What's Thursday going to look like? What's Friday going to look like? Be back here. Pastor Brian said yesterday that he wants us to invite people. That it would be wrong of us to keep this to ourselves. So when you see people tomorrow, when you're in the stores, when you're in the hotel lobby, tell them what's happening here. God is moving moving in this church. God is moving in your life. He's so good. Amen.
Alrighty, well, we love y'all. Thank you for being here. If you would like to join us on Lunch Plus tomorrow, the broadcast that Pastor or Brother Tracy was talking about tonight, you can join us at 1130 a.m. tomorrow. For more teaching like this, you can find that out by going to whatsright.com. But as we dismiss you tonight, if you have kiddos, please go pick them up. If there's trash around you, we ask that you help out the, the cleaning team by picking that up, taking that to the trash can. And if you are a minister and you were invited, to eat dinner. Give us a couple minutes to get the kiddos out of the hallway and then we will invite you back. But we thank you for being here. We love you. Come back tomorrow hungry. Not hungry. Not hungry. That's not Pastor Nicole's word. Hungry. Come back expectant and God will do exceedingly abundantly beyond. We love you. Be blessed and you're dismissed. Mm -hmm.